0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. My name is Amanda Cunningham and I am the owner, founder, and host of this podcast and the company. So today's episode is about how we feel, oftentimes, that we need to wait for perfect settings, timing, education, financial background, uh, outfit, hairstyle, literally whatever, to start something, to create something, to post something, whatever it is, or we wait for someone to invite us to suggest things, to ask things. We don't just do it. Uh, We don't just do things that we want to do without some type of perfect waiting for it moment or someone to ask for it. And so that's not helping. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help anyone else that you're maybe even positively hoping to impact. Um, And so I wanted to talk about that, for this episode, but before we get into the actual juice of the episode, I wanted to quickly talk about the workbook that I created and I'm really, really proud of. And I just threw it up this week on my website. Um, it took me a minute to put together and layout and stuff, make pretty. Um, but I'm really proud of it. So I'm going to like hype it up for a minute. It's on my site now. And it'll also be listed in the episode show notes that you can grab. Um, but if you go to com slash kill dash the hustle dash workbook, it'll be there. And again, it's in the episode show notes as well. But this workbook is called Kill the Hustle. You're marketing your business all wrong. And really this came about after having a bunch of marketing consulting calls with some really awesome women about their business and that they took me up on my offer last month. If you remember, I was promoting in the last couple episodes. And so I found a couple of common themes among them and with myself and just talking to my business friends and other people as well. There was a lot of common themes and I realized through talking to them and going through their business and their marketing strategies that often the biggest issues, like 80% of the time, is that they didn't really have a clear, unique selling point. Or in marketing lingo, it's USP. And their messaging because of this was super muddled and unclear. And so they weren't sure if they were reaching their customer in the right way. And they didn't know what to post on social. They didn't know what to say. They didn't know how to content like consistently reach their target audience. And if they did, they weren't sure how they got there. And so they weren't sure how to consistently do it. And why also certain marketing tactics like weren't working for them. Um, Things like this. So I created an 18 page workbook and strategy guide on leaning into your USB. Unique selling point, as I said, aligning your strengths with your marketing strategy. And cutting out the time and energy suck activities so you can actually feel confident and excited about your marketing plans and your business offers and get them out into the world to your ideal customers in a consistent way. And like I said, that link is in the episode show notes and also at bareminimababe.com. So you can check that out. So without further ado, let's get into the episode today. This episode is really kind of a part two of episode 21, how to stop procrastinating and start living in messy action. And in that episode, I talked about procrastination and how it's a symptom of fear and doubt and that the only cure to procrastination is to start living in messy action to make the uncomfortable comfortable. And so often we fear starting something because like I said, we're waiting for the perfect settings, the timing, like maybe the specific amount of money or like until this certain date to come after like my wedding, whatever it is to start something we want to do, or we wait for the perfect hair day and like lighting to make a social post that really doesn't matter in the long term and that in like two weeks we'll be completely down your feed that unless someone's like hardcore interested in you or just generally creeping they will not see it ever again so we wait for these types of things to be perfect because we're concerned that we'll look stupid we'll look uh i don't know like uns- like disheveled i guess like we'll say something stupid we'll fail essentially we'll just fail and look stupid and it'll be embarrassing but nobody's going to invite us to do something, like it's just not going to happen. And in like this 0.001% of times that somebody has been asked to do something or invited in that scenario, it's not gonna happen to you because math in percentages, okay, like it's just not. So you have to kind of make the decision to do it for yourself because you want to and you want to share whatever it is you wanna share, you want to create, build, whatever it is. And not sharing yourself because of the fear of failing is kind of a waste of time. And when I say kind of a waste of time, it's I don't I don't know a nice way to say it. Like I'm saying this to myself as well. Like it just doesn't, it's not a good use of time. There's other things that you could be doing with your time instead of being worried that you're gonna look stupid if you throw like a social post up, for example, and it gets like 50 views. It's like, okay, it got 50 views. Okay, that learning lesson. Like maybe we just, different hashtags, like different lighting, whatever it is, doesn't matter. But you have to at least try it Or else you'll never learn. And so recently I posted a reel on Instagram that was inspired by another woman creator named Victoria Hopkins, who is also like in the episode show notes. I thought in case anyone was interested, she's pretty cool. I don't like mentioning people without like attributing them. So anyways, she posted a reel that inspired me to post my reel. And basically her reel was talking about how this, and this is what's inspired the entire episode is that we often wait for like the perfect aesthetic to post Because we're so concerned of how it will look versus the actual message and what we're saying that we just don't do it. And so we just never do it, period. And so I was inspired to create a real something similar, saying the kind of similar things because I I don't think that was unique to her. I think she was saying it because it's not unique and it everyone can feel this way, right? And I talked about this a little bit last episode, where I, when I first started promoting the podcast and stuff. I'd have like a tripod in my corner while I was recording. Um, Like I'd have like a ring light and I would like highlight my notes to say like, this is a good thing, like push start on the camera. And I'd have like a bunch of little clips at the end of me recording this. I'd have to go back and edit. And I would time myself. I'd set an hour timer each week. One day I would do this and I would go through for that hour and edit all the clips and however many clips I got, that was what I had before that episode to promote it. And then over the course of the week, it took about 40 minutes to post all this. And I timed it because I like to know my numbers. I I haven't been doing it this week, but I've been doing it for the past month because I do like to get baselines to see where stuff is helpful, like what I'm putting in versus what I'm getting out and kind of the results. I do think it's helpful. I don't necessarily think it's useful all the time because it can be a little bit like, okay, that's enough. I've got enough data. But I was able to see the time that I was doing this stuff because of that. So When I saw that and my views were starting to dwindle to like 50-ish per video, it was initially working out as a strategy, but then it wasn't. And it hadn't been working at that point for probably three weeks and I was getting like 50-ish views if I was lucky. Like it was just kind of very low and made made me think, why am I still doing this? And the reason I was still doing it is because I didn't have another strategy that I wanted to do that was involving video. Number 1 and number 2 is I already made the videos. At that point it was like 70 plus videos because in that hour I was editing them. I was creating about 10-ish clips, and even if I posted every day then, I would still have three left over. But I did not post every day. It was like half every. It was like every other day and I was like doing other things in between. So I was not going through the 10 clips as fast as I initially thought I was. So anyways, I had built up like an arsenal of not very good videos, 70 videos that were not performing. And so I talked about last episode, how I had to not get stuck in the sunk cost bias and just say, these aren't working. Just erase them off your phone and call it a day, call it a learning lesson. And so the other day, Based on Victoria Hopkins' video, where she was talking about like waiting for the perfect aesthetic to post, I realized part of the reason also that I didn't, I waited so long to move from this strategy is because I didn't have another strategy for my video. I, I just didn't. And so I was falling back on what I had and kind of giving myself like a buffer and an excuse to be like, well, I'm still posting. So it's okay. Even though the posts weren't doing well. And so the other strategy, theoretically, is more off the cuff videos. But I didn't want to do those because of what Victoria was talking about, about waiting for the perfect aesthetic, because it was almost more vulnerable because I had to do off the cuff. Like I I wasn't, I wasn't planning it. I wasn't like setting a time of like, okay, this is what I'm doing for this time. I'm going to say these quotes. Like I could do that. That's batching content, but I don't want to do that. I realized very early on in the marketing, I hate batching content. So if I want to do more off the cuff stuff, I'm like, okay. I can't be looking like a hot mess all the time. I work from home. I usually just have my hair in a messy bun and I usually wear like leggings and like a, a baggy sweatshirt. And that's not cute all the time. And I'm not saying I want to like be wearing a ball gown every day, but it it made me think like, okay, well maybe I should put mascara on or like, okay, I have to make my hair like not look like trash and like I have to find decent lighting and I have to have some type of coherent thought and I don't know what, what am I gonna say. And so I didn't wanna do that off the cuff stuff. And also people, I didn't feel like people wanted that from me because I wasn't like an influencer looking person saying influencer type of things. And so when I recently did that, after I scrapped those videos, when I recently did that, I got over a thousand views within 24 hours, which was a thousand times more than any other video I had posted on Instagram reels for like the past three weeks. And it could totally be a fluke, But even the one that I did the other day, like two days after that, same style, still got more views than the three of them, or the three weeks of them. And so even if I'm not getting it quote unquote right, it doesn't matter. So like me waiting for a perfect aesthetic, perfect lighting, whatever, it wasn't helping. And so just doing off the cuff stuff of just trying it and pivoting would be a better point of doing it. The point is I was previously also relying on the crafted images, logos, lighting, whatever of the previously re-recorded 70 plus clips that weren't working to help me. But the content was not that interesting because I was just sitting there. I wasn't facing the camera and just making too many without taking the time to like, are these even working before I stacked up so many because I was thinking that they were going to work because they were, quote unquote, more perfect because they were more crafted. I had like the logo and I made more like animation stuff like they were, quote unquote, better. And so I didn't want to pivot to off the cuff because it I needed to make the decision to either start being more well put together generally all the time. Like I was talking about working from home or just accept that this is what my videos are going to look like because this is what I look like all the time. And I felt uncomfortable doing that. I was still waiting for those type of perfect conditions or, or faced with the fact that I would maybe have to try to create those conditions. And I didn't want to do that. So even if you're waiting for the perfect conditions to start something or post something like I was just talking about in terms of posting to social, nobody is going to like ask you for the thing that you want to create. For example, nobody asked for this podcast. Literally nobody. In fact, I had multiple conversations with my husband before I even launched this podcast about how saturated the self-help entrepreneurship market is and how many podcasts there are about it and the competition that would be involved. And why would I want to do another one? Like, what's my point? So literally nobody asked for this. I just wanted to do it because I wanted to do it. I thought it would be fun. I liked listening to this kind of content. I thought it could be useful. I thought, well, I have a mic. I have a setup already let's just see how it goes. I don't have to have any expectations for it. And I just, like I said, I didn't even know, I didn't even have any goals for it. Quite honestly, I just did it because I wanted a different kind of creative outlet because I was burned out on music stuff. And I still don't necessarily have goals for this podcast in terms of like what I picture it to be. I know that my goals for this year is to reach a hundred downloads a week on average, but that's it because I just made that, uh, December, 2022. And right now in full transparency, I have 42 downloads a week on average, but that's up from when I set the goal in December when I had 28 downloads a week on average. So I'm on track to reach my goal, number one, thank you. And so anyways, nobody asked for this podcast. Nobody asked for Bare Minimum Babe. Nobody's asked me for anything. I just created it, but I have at least 41 down- 42 downloads a week with people listening to the episodes. So I didn't need... I didn't need to have permission. You can just do stuff. And nobody asked me to start offering marketing services, strategy, consulting, literally nobody. Nobody said, Amanda, hey, you have eight years of experience doing this. Can you help me? I'll pay you. Nobody except the jobs that I applied to full time, right? Like Nobody asked me to do stuff. And I didn't even know what I wanted to offer when I created an offer. But I wanted to get something out because I realized towards the end of those free consulting calls I had no next steps. I had no CTA on what to do with them next. I needed something. I, I, it doesn't make sense to wait until I figure out what that something is. It's better to learn from current stuff, what you're currently doing, what you're currently creating and pivot than it is to build from absolute scratch. Like you can only learn when you realize the stuff that you didn't like or what you're good at and stuff like that. So you can only learn by doing and then building from there. So I decided to start making an offer and just call it a day, like just start, just start pitching some kind of paid package of X amount of calls at X rate and see how it went. See how many bites, what worked, what didn't, what messaging worked, whatever. I, I, it doesn't make sense to wait to have the perfect idea. And then I think it's a good idea. And then nobody bites because I didn't actually get feedback. And so there is no perfect timing or perfect offer or whatever. And also even in creating the offer, sometimes people don't even know what the actual problem is. Like this is just general. Like when people are asking for help or like you're waiting for an invitation, they think they want one thing, right? And I noticed this in a lot of the intake forms that I had for my consulting calls, they kept listing certain issues. Like they're not getting ideal clients all the time. They're overwhelmed, not enough time or energy, too many offers or priorities, et cetera. But really, these were all symptoms of bigger problems that they were unaware of. So they couldn't be like, hey, I'm having a problem with this. They were listing the symptoms, not realizing there was an actually different problem that was just a symptom of this, right? And the only reason I was able to help them is because number one, they were too close. So literally just an outside objective eye is helpful, which is what I also talked about in last week's episode episode 26, how to beat overwhelm and the importance of connection, because I think it's so important to build outside connections to learn, be inspired, friendships, all those good things, because sometimes you're just too close and you can't be objective. Like you just cannot be objective. You're too in the weeds. And so that was one, how I helped them. And number two is that I'm quote unquote, an expert in marketing and because I got trained on the job for eight years in corporate to do it. Like that's pretty much it. And like me, I realized that I like doing it, uh, I like creating business and marketing strategies, and I wanted to do it through the lens of creating more well-balanced, holistic views for women in their careers and business, but that's my thing. So point being is nobody asked for my solution. Nobody asked for these consulting calls. Nobody asked that I create a workbook I mentioned. Nobody asked, Amanda, can you create this so we can help? I'm just doing it until I figure out something better. That's literally all it is, right? Right. I am figuring out what works until it doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, why isn't it working? What went well? What didn't work well? There is no perfect conditioned or perfect, my perfect website, there's no perfect color scheme. There's none of that. And waiting around to find a perfect template on Canva, for example, like I one of the things I talked about with me is one of my issues is like I do lots of research and looking at things to get started on stuff and for creating the workbook, for example, I know that's my problem. So I literally went on Canva, looked up certain templates. I think I maybe spent like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes doing this. I just kind of had them in different tabs. I was like, which one, which one, eh, this one. And then I created a Frankenstein. It took me 10 minutes to figure out the template I wanted because I'm going to change it anyways. I just wanted a baseline on how to structure it. Like there was no perfect template. There was no perfect messaging. And all the people that like kind of sell like the perfect this, the perfect strategy, whatever, like, it's not. That's not a thing. Everything has to be customized to you. Like you can take it as a base, but it will not be for you, which is why some things feel icky when you do a certain strategy, the way that it worked for XYZ person, and it doesn't feel good for you. That's why is because different people, it works differently with different people in different businesses, different careers, different products, whatever. There is no perfect setting. So it doesn't make sense. Create the thing take that first step because the first iteration will never be perfect. You know, and I talked about this last week in episode 26, how to beat overwhelm and the importance of connection, but literally sometimes just taking the first bite out of that big elephant is doing the smallest thing to create it and tweak it as you go. And in that episode, I was talking about for me, the first bite out of that big elephant of idea was just a word vomit, all of my stuff, brain dump, all of my stuff out of my head onto a Google doc. So it wasn't in my head floating around. That was the first step for me. It wasn't even creating anything. It wasn't reaching out to anybody. It wasn't nothing. It was just getting it out of my head. So it wasn't looping and making me feel overwhelmed. It was brain dumping it all out. And that was it. And that was the smallest step I could do to start. And from there I went and I tweaked as I went. Right. And so even like the bare minimum babe.com I just threw stuff up there as a website. Like I created like basic color schemes and stuff. I didn't have a perfect plan for, for any of it. Right. I'm just figuring it out. And I feel like that's what most people do. Most people don't have, like, I wanted to give this vibe. I wanted to have this color scheme and I wanted to have these kinds of pictures. Like, no, you just figure it out as you go. You're like, okay, I see this thing that could be cool. All the other stuff is not super important. Like the color scheme not super important. Like I think, you know, like color theory is important. Like, okay, red evokes this vibe, blue evokes this vibe, this font gives this vibe. Like that stuff makes sense. You can kind of work from there, but waiting for that stuff, it's just kind of procrastination. And so just getting the basic stuff going is where you actually learn because you realize what's actually important versus not and get in real life feedback. And so at least once a week, I'm in my website and tweaking the copy and adding something or taking copy out because I started off putting too much copy in there. And I took a lot out and was like, okay, this is a lot. What's actually important? Like it's once a week that I'm in there. Like nothing is ever actually quote unquote done and nothing will be done because it's a living thing. Like it's a living thing that needs to be changed. And this was also an issue sometimes when I worked in corporate is you know, websites or I'm giving websites an example, but websites, for example, were created and then it just kind of sat there. Like they thought it was a one and done situation, but that's not how it works. Like you should always be tweaking and looking at analytics. If you, if you have stuff implemented to look at that, figuring out what works, figure out what people are clicking. If one giveaway isn't working, what's a different giveaway that might resonate better? Like I was also talking to, um, a client the other day and she was having issues with her messaging. And I was reading her website, and I noticed that what she was saying was entrepreneurs. But entrepreneur can mean so many different things. And there's a difference when someone's like an MLM entrepreneur versus like a Mark Cuban entrepreneur. But they're both entrepreneurs. But different people can be classified as these things. Like different people will identify as an entrepreneur versus business owner. So I suggested to her, have you thought about saying business owner instead of entrepreneur? Because then they were of the mindset they own a business. Like for example, MLM is not going to be, I own a business. They're going to think of themselves as, I don't know what they're going to think, entrepreneur, I guess, but they're not going to think of themselves probably as a business owner because it's a different way of thinking about what you're doing and what your business is. And so that is never done. Like tweaking things is never done. There is no perfect messaging. It's seeing what resonates and what doesn't and then fixing it. And it's not even fixing. It's just what is better than was previously there, right? And what you had previously there could work for a while, but all of a sudden you're starting to see some things drop. Like my videos, does it make sense to keep doing it? Maybe like you can test other things. Like you don't know what is the issue, but you could start trying to do stuff because it's not done. Like, for example, my workbook that I'm talking about, Kill the Hustle, like it could be a total dud. I don't know that because I have only gotten a certain amount of feedback and I built it off of conversations I had. I think it'll be helpful. And I spent, you know, I I didn't, I don't know the exact timing, but like guesstimating, I'm like probably about 40 hours each, like at least of writing it, editing it. I, I sent it to my cop or my husband to copy edit it for me. I let it out. Like I said, in Canva getting feedback, implementing it on my site. I added it to my email provider, etc. cetera. That was at least 40 plus hours. Right. But I don't know if it'll work. And so what I invested 40 plus hours in seeing what maybe didn't work. I could, I could see that as like a waste if it doesn't work, but it's not necessarily a waste because I still learn stuff. I think it's helpful. I'm confident it's helpful. And if I think it'll at least be helpful based on actual feedback then it makes sense to at least try and put it out there because I believe in it, right? And maybe maybe I'll get feedback that maybe it should be shorter. Maybe it's actually two pieces of content. Maybe blah, blah, blah. These are things I've thought about, but I don't know. And so later down the line, sure, I could break it up in two pieces. Sure, I can make it shorter. Sure, I could do a different layout. But right now, it makes sense to just to get it out there, start getting like more in real life feedback, see how it works, the messaging, how to market it, whatever, and then decide from there to build. Otherwise, if I put it as two pieces of content, I don't know that it's two pieces of content. I'm guessing, same thing that I'm guessing with one. I can't assume one is better than the other without knowing based on results. Like there is no perfect way of putting it out there and testing it. I talked about this in another episode. I do not remember which one, but nobody will invite you to make something new, to create something, to edit something, even if it's not new. Some people might think it's good enough as is, but maybe you don't. No one will say, no one will say to do this. No one will invite you to do what you want, nobody. And I've talked about this before, in the ep- uh, like I said, in a different episode, but for example, the pet rock. Nobody, I assume, had ever thought, you know it would be really cool? I wanna pretend that a rock is my pet and I wanna put googly eyes on it. And that would be really cool. But the inventor made it and made at least a million dollars off of it. Like he didn't wait for an invitation of like, that'd be really cool, I wish someone would do that. No, he just, he just saw something and he did it. Like he didn't wait for the invitation, he didn't wait for a better idea to come than the pet rock or an investment in maybe buying more rocks or having money to buy more googly eyes, he just did it. So like just do the thing and change and pivot as you go. It's the only way to learn and figure things out. There are no perfect conditions Or invitation to do it. What is one thing that you've been waiting for maybe perfect conditions to do? Like, just think about what that thing is. And it might not even be that big of a deal. Maybe it's just like making a dentist appointment because you're waiting for like a 10 minute break in your workday, but you haven't gotten one in like three months and you still need to get your teeth cleaned. Like it could be super minor of that versus trying to start a new business idea, Or maybe you're waiting for X amount of finances or the perfect pitch or after this time, I'll have more time to work on it or the perfect offer. Like there will be no perfect timing. So think about what that like what that thing is that you've been waiting for perfect conditions for and just do it. And if you can't do it right then and now, now, like take one small step to getting there. Even if it's just brain dumping all the stuff out, like writing down, make a dentist appointment, just write it down. That way you can see it in writing and you are more likely to do it. And it's a small step. Like give yourself the invitation to do it because no one's going to give it to you. I'm giving it to you right now. I'm inviting you to do it, but that's it. Give yourself the invitation to do the thing that you've been waiting for perfect conditions or an invitation to do because no one else is going to give it to you except for yourself. So just do that. Thank you so much for having me in your ears for another episode of Bare Minimum Babe. I wanted to quickly reiterate that I'm very excited to share my free workbook with you that if you go in the episode show note, it is linked there. And it's also on bareminimumbabe.com so you can find it there. The workbook is called Kill the Hustle, You're Marketing Your Business All Wrong. And like I said, this workbook came about because I was having lots of marketing consulting calls with women business owners and I realized that there was basically like two main themes that a lot of them were struggling with and causing most of their issues is that they didn't have a clear or actually unique, unique selling point. And because of that, their messaging was muddled and unclear in general. And so they weren't actually speaking in terms to their, their ideal customers and they weren't actually saying the right things. They weren't making it clear what they did, what they were special. they weren't standing out kind of thing. And they didn't realize that was the case. And also they weren't playing into their strengths as a person, as a business owner, when they were actually going about their marketing strategy. And some of them didn't have strategies either. Some of them were just marketing tactics and not actual strategies, which there is a difference. And I talk about a little bit in the workbook between the marketing strategy and marketing tactics to implement that strategy. So uh, grab this workbook. It's an 18 page workbook that I'm pretty excited about. I'm pretty proud of it. I think it'll be helpful. I think it'll really help you, um, be more confident in your marketing and just get more excited instead of feeling like it's just a bunch of things that you feel like you should do. Like post a social five times a day, it turns into what is actually helpful for your business and that you actually enjoy doing. And so it's like a dual thing, something you can like and something that will help your business. So uh, that is in the episode show notes, grab your copy of that. And I think that's it for this episode. And Yeah. I will be in your ears next week. Thank you again for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye.